Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello posters and welcome to the last post, the post-final word in this, the most post-final of worlds. Today's episode is for the month of May in the year 2021, as rudimentary tribes start to scrape themselves together into small beacons of civilization in the post-monsterscape, aka the Great Scrapescape. They have realised that you can avoid the renewed notice of the Boris Johnson Piers Morgan dragon baby currently calling itself the Borgen by keeping your head down and avoiding the expression of any opinions about cultural phenomena. So we, circling in our luxury space station around the ruins of Earth, broadcasting cross-dimensionally, because we go where our audience goes, we are the last bastion of satirical news comedy podcasting and opinion. Coming to you monthly when we can slingshot our signal around the moon, I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and this is The Last Post. Your guest today on the podcast is the magnificent Helen Zaltzman. Helen, how are you? Oh, I'm fine, enjoying this apocalypse, Alice. How about you? Oh, well, I'm just... Up here, unaffected by everything, in my hot tub, watching the world burn, literally uh, and metaphorically, of course, as ever. Keeps the hot tub hot. It really does. This month in history, one half of the world celebrated spring, historically speaking, while the other half has to cope with spring-type events being opposed on autumnal weather. F*** your floral dress Instagram inspiration, Sandra. My arms are cold just looking at you. History records also that May used to be referred to in the United Kingdom as the month of three milkings, meaning you could milk your cows up to three times a day, though history does not mention how the cows felt about it. Celebrations this month include Karl Marx's birthday, Karl Marx, the heavily quoted, deeply misquoted, beardy class structuralist and namer of the eponymous movement, Carlography. Coming up today, we'll be talking about the re-emergence of the Yacht King, new dragon baby science and apocalypse deniers. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. 
Jeff Bezos has re-emerged as a player in global politics after having been assumed lost with all hands on his 417-foot superyacht. In fact, he had stepped over briefly to his support yacht to sneer at some employees for being poor when the other ship went down and then he spent six months reassembling it on the ocean floor as a submarine using drone slaves, octopus people, contract workers and smart fish that have been microchipped by Elon Musk. Bezos is now driving around coastlines with a yacht on top of a larger and more submarine yacht. The Musk-Bezos alliance is the most surprising part of this story and we can only wait and see what will emerge from a partnership between the world's two richest men, particularly when there just aren't that many people around anymore for them to exploit in the name of holy capitalism. Helen, would you put a yacht on top of another yacht? Uh, Yacht stack. Maybe I'd put a yacht on top of another yacht with a layer of cheese in between, like a sandwich. How do you feel about uh, Jeff Bezos's post-divorce yacht? <laughs> Is that a way we should all be dealing with our emotional injuries? Because I, I could build a small boat. With your sadness? With my sadness, I feel. I just think that it really lacks imagination to translate <laughs> your post-divorce into some ostentatious transport. <laughs> At least get something unusual, like a mobile. I mean, that's true. The Pope-mobile is truly the convertible of mobiles. He could just uh, tootle around Seattle um, <laughs> on his Pope-mobile and uh, people would be like, well, that's a kind of eccentric billionaire behaviour rather than just world-ending wanker billionaire behaviour. There's something a little bit about um, Elon Musk investing a lot of money in Mars and, and Jeff Bezos investing a lot of money in a boat that makes you feel it's like they're at a party and, and you're at the party and they keep checking their watch. There's something about it that feels a little bit like... A criticism of the status quo. Why put something back into the land parts of the world that made them both so rich? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like someone referring to you as like, hi, this is my first wife. Uh, <laughs> when, you've just, when you've just been married. It's my first earth. Meanwhile, in Italy, the first annual Berlusconi against Dorothy the Dinosaur cult war bunga bunga past a collage party battle of debauchery versus arts and crafts has been deemed a resounding success with both parties claiming victory and or pregnancy in the wake of the event. And a new reverse doomsday cult has arisen in the south of what remains of England. What's being called doomsday scepticism is being touted as the hot new religion for the young and delusional, people who, despite wading knee-deep through the broken ruins of the old world in order to get to their daily knife fight for a ration bar, are insisting that things are fine, capitalism will solve itself, and we should just hustle our side jobs and pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Uh, Helen, do you have any friends who are part of this Reverse doomsday cult? One thing I wonder about doomsday scepticism is just whether if I wasn't on Twitter and I didn't buy newspapers because I already don't, then would I even know about it? What would be the clues that any doomsday had happened? Just the (laughs) toilet stopping flushing and uh, the Wi-Fi slowing down. Is that it? Yep. Probably just carry on. The ash-laden skies, 96% of the world's population evaporated. You know, if a doomsday falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, do you have to go (laughs) along with it? That is a very, very good question. That's all the time we have for the headlines of stories that we don't have time for, because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now, because without prohibitively many things to buy, why would you still go to your day job? (laughs) How would you like to keep olives forever in your fridge? Is it in half a glass of briny water? Of course it is. Half a glass of water. It doesn't even need to be fresh to be incredibly useful. Are you looking to express your masculinity but worried about the identity politics implications of playing sport aggressively or being mean about women? 
Try Jean's homemade custom cod pieces, guaranteed to man you up. Nobody will be able to tear their eyes away from your fecund region when it's adorned with any one of Jean's top-notch, bespoke, penis-adjacent folk art decorations. Buy them online on Etsy or bulk from our warehouse today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now it's time for your top story. Guest number one, Helen Zaltzman, how is your apocalypse going? You know, it's really not too bad so far. I always thought I would be dead in the first wave of apocalypses, but here I am, still somehow alive. Do you think that you dodged the wave of of dragonings um, by just not having uh, strong opinions or not expressing strong opinions? I think I was just in the toilet when they came round. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. That's a that's a fair way to avoid an apocalypse. In fact, you'd think that guy in um, Dinosaur Park would have done better than he did. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was unfair. The yeah. The exception that proves the rule. Yeah, you just need a structurally strong cubicle and then you're set for most things. It's just a waiting game by that point. So, Helen, uh, you're, you're having some trouble finding a, a new home, obviously, in this post-apocalyptic mm. wasteland. And I know you don't like to be reminded uh, of, of your celebrity um, relation, but obviously Andy Zaltzman, the biggest celebrity celebrity in the world, famous for being famous, for being famous, for being famous. I know at the moment he's living in like a matryoshka house, mm-hmm. a house full of other houses that's inside another house that's inside another house. Why are you not staying with your brother? Well, because the houses are full of other house and then the central house <laughs> is full of all the shit that Andy buys off eBay. So he did offer me a place to stay on a pile of Victorian pub games. But to be honest, I thought I'd prefer to risk the apocalypse. And of course, landlords are the last thing to die in an apocalypse. Yes, that's true. Uh, it's it's a difficult situation for the landlord now, deprived of their natural prey. They're now turning on each other, um, <laughs> trying to rent each other things that they don't even need, you know airspace, bedrooms. They're just going to keep renting each other until one landlord reigns supreme and lords all the yeah. lands. It's, it's like Highlander, the High Landlorder. <laughs> and then uh, they will die, I suppose, because they're still mortal. I mean, it is, it is amazing the housing shortage that there is, given the immense people shortage that there is now. But uh, of, the, of the very few places that remain upright, most of them are being rented out at prohibitively high prices on Airbnb. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, you still want your mini breaks, even in an apocalypse. Somewhere to relax, unwind, see some very bizarre ornaments, 
you know, some things don't change. This is human resilience, Alice. It grows ever fruitful from the ashes. And of course, the only currency that is still universally um, accepted is, is cryptocurrency which is deeply unfortunate. Well, I use only cryptocurrency, which is stuff I've dug up from the basements of churches. That's good. I imagine if anyone tries to shortchange you, there's some sort of curse. Yeah, those saint's bones, you know, there's a very uh, strong exchange rate at the moment, would recommend. Certainly the inflation on saint's bones is pretty epic, isn't it? You know, one saint dies and the next day they're selling a thousand finger bones. Yeah, well, that's the sainthood, isn't it? It just means uh, they've got a lot of bones. How many bones do we have? Like a, a, a couple of hundred? Saints have extra feet, and that's why they have so many more bones. How's the uh, how's the stock market on on Bitcoin, which is just saints' finger bones? It's uh, it's it's saints' genitals. <laughs> it is uh, strong and steady, as it has been uh, for two thousand years. Well, I'm glad that that some things have lasted through the end of civilization and out the other side. Mm. So obviously, you're looking for a better situation than what mm. you're in now. Can you describe your current uh, environment, if it's if it's allowed? I know some of our previous guests have been in quite restrictive cults. Oh uh, no, it's actually great. I'm in an abandoned department store, huh. so got a lot of headless mannequins for friends, and <laughs> got all the beds I could wish for. Sometimes I can just pile all the cushions into one spot and jump into it from the top of the escalator. And because there's the perfume department at the entrance, everyone is warded off before even trying to breach the barriers. <laughs> so it's great, except the only food available is uh, sugared almonds from the wedding department. So that's what's going to smoke me out ultimately. Ultimately, you'll either run out of sugared almonds or run out of the stomach for sugared almonds. Yeah, and the teeth for sugared almonds. Oh, true. No one has the patience to give sugared almonds the time they deserve. You can't suck a sugared almond, unfortunately. You can't gum a sugared almond. And those are the uh, options left to me now after a few days on sugared almonds. <laughs> but sugared almonds are eternal. They don't go off. They survive any apocalypse. So if you can get some adamantium teeth, then uh, fantastic for you. Well, I mean, I feel like sugared almonds and landlords are either going to unite to create an unstoppable, unbreakable, impermeable force, or they are one another's natural enemies. Mm. I mean, both are seemingly indestructible and no one really likes them, and yet they are ubiquitous. <laughs> they always show up at a wedding. <laughs> right, and hard to destroy. Much like the wedding industry, they're always more expensive than they should be. Mm. Are there still weddings going ahead in the apocalypse? Uh, look, I'm obviously orbiting orbiting the Earth in my space station, so uh, I I don't get to see any weddings personally. Yeah. I, have, I have officiated on some Zoom weddings, but they've been uh, fairly sort of graphic interspecies weddings. I'm not sure if they count legally. You mean you snooped on some uh, conjugal unions <laughs> in, the, in the heat well, of the what's moment? What's the point of Google Earth <laughs> if it's not to... True. Uh, I haven't been invited to a wedding anyway since pre-apocalypse because my friends are in the uh, divorce and post-divorce stage of life. Ah. Uh, They'll not be fooled again. Yeah, you have to wait for the second wave of weddings, which yes. are either going to be way calmer or way more elaborate than the first ones because they're trying to prove something either way. Or mass, depending on the cult's preferences. That's true. That's true. And in a way, aren't we all married? No, definitely not. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show, Helen Zoltzman. Have you got anything to plug? My podcasts continue to survive the apocalypse, as podcasts do, and those are Answer Me This, Veronica Mars Investigations, and The Illusionist. And most recent episode, The Illusionist, is about SOS, which uh, might come in handy. I mean, podcasts, sugared almonds, and landlords. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me.
And uh, if we can get through to the beleaguered earth, uh, disgraced yoga instructress Charlie George is on the line. Hello, welcome back to the show, Charlie. Om Shanti to you. How how, how are you? <laughs> I'm well. I'm well. Uh, what? How's your post-apocalypse going? It's been okay. Um, I do have to apologise to anybody who was caught in the situation with the small house fires as a result of the Vaj Champa candles. I, I no longer endorse using them uh, inside small isolated <laughs> spaces. Well, that is that is good to still have customer service in mind in these beleaguered times. Uh, now it's time for our second top story for the day. Holiday news. How's the holiday scene down there, you leisure activity fiend? Well, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I love my retreats and my spas and my, my weekends away. Very important to me. So people are considering their vacation options uh, since the apocalypse. One of the top tourist offerings is to stay in an entire hotel by yourself. Uh, this has resulted in empty hotels competing to attract new business to the solo traveller. Um, so the Grand Gross Hotel in Budapest is reopening its doors. Local tour guide Istvan says it's highly suitable for those looking for a break from isolation by exploring desolation on a grander, <laughs> more whimsical scale. There's a large drained out swimming pool feature that offers a great place to sit and think about your sinking feelings. Perhaps even a space for mindfulness practice. You know, you can observe your ricocheting thoughts of doom as they rise from the abyss of existence, clogging the drain of your soul. There's no need to wake up early to try and reserve a sunbed with your towel as you'll have free reign of a football field's worth of disinfected loungers. <laughs> Each room uh, has a balcony offering views of outstanding devastation and there's lots of excursions available, uh, including uh, the very popular Trash Island Tours, where you can build and burn your own garbage patch kits. I mean, that is devastating for those people who have been supporting uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and uh, Bob the Sentient Trash Island in their attempts to rebuild what remains of American civilization. Are these anti-Trash Island people who are burning him in effigy or are they pro-Trash Island people trying to draw him near? I think they're trying to draw him near. I think that they're they're not anti-Trash. They're big fans of Trash. Uh, You know, they just want to make these garbage patch kids effigies, I suppose, in (laughs) in honour. But obviously the, the, the smell and the melting of the plastic. I've been learning a lot about fire since the the candle incident <laughs> that I've been having recently. Uh, but yes, yeah, so so people can't go near the plastic. They must wear um, very intense um, uh, safety equipment. Also, there's some other competing hotels. So Hotel Colon in Cologne uh, is also <laughs> reopening. Uh, it boasts of elevator ghost tours where guests can be ghosted by the ghoulish antics of a former bellboy and sleaze artist called Ding Crosby. <laughs> Oh dear. And then and then, uh, if you're feeling a bit more tropical and you want a sort of tropical uh, holiday post-apocalypse is the Funky Monkey Lodge in Brazil is offering half a glass of coconut water for all guests uh, served at room temperature and in accordance with local tradition, of course, uh, which is to be spat in the face by a poison <laughs> dart frog. And lastly, but not leastly, the, <laughs> the Scandic Hell Hotel in the Viking State Capital is also offering, got a special offer on, offering comedy carved fruit with every romagrut, which I just discovered is some kind of sour porridge. Uh, And they promise that all their guests, when you leave us at the end of your holiday, you will have no hope and you will struggle to forget it. Well, that sounds like a delightful series of holidays. And before we go on to our third top story of the week, we are going to give you a few apocal tips. Post-apocalypse apocal tips taken from all over the globe, many of our contributors uh, sending these in. Remember, you too can send something in to the last post at thebuglepodcast.com. 
For fashion, we've drawn from the disembodied notebook of the unfortunately melted-together houses of Gucci and Yves Saint Laurent. They suggest a big hat. <laughs> yes, that's right. Our fashion apocalypse is a big hat. You cannot go wrong with a big hat for women of all sizes and in all post-apocalyptic scenarios. Whether you're trying to keep off marauding mutants, explosive chemical fallout from leaking abandoned factories, or the complexion-damaging rays of the sun. A big hat is stylish, anonymizing, and can be worn for modesty or sexiness, depending on the prevailing moral norms of the small community or cult you find yourself in. A big hat. Cannot recommend highly enough. It also protects you. It also protects you from your third eye, which is obviously the window to the soul. So that's the good thing about big hat. Seconded <laughs> by the distressed yoga instructress herself, I cannot recommend highly enough. Uh, in our relationship section, our relationship apocalyptic is we have advice from the reinvigorated Delphic Oracle, where a gang of elderly aunts have holed up to huff fumes and predict futures in the time-honored fashion. They say communication is key in the new relationship world. With no governments, marriage can no longer be recognised by the states and you don't get tax breaks, so now's the time to set up that harem, thruple or single state you've always been contemplating but didn't have the courage to go after because of your fear of the judgement of society. Society doesn't exist anymore, man. Get your bits and distribute them at your leisure. <laughs> and our home decor apocalypse is from Bunnings, the Australian hardware store come armed independent militia. Lower prices are just the beginning indeed. Uh, Charlie George, you're not in Australia, but that's their ad slogan. Uh, <laughs> gotcha, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I figured you'd get it from context, but it's always worth explaining things more than they need to be explained. <laughs> I enjoy a breakdown. I'm a fan of a breakdown. <laughs> Lower prices are just the beginning indeed, the beginning of their mission to take over the world. Bunnings suggests that if you insist on impaling the heads of your defeated enemies on the walls of your fortress as a warning to others, use sturdy gardening stakes or, for a touch of festive pizzazz, a solar-powered garden lamp with waterproof plastic stake. Tiki torches sound good, but the moisture plays havoc with anything other than the highest quality bamboo. And that's your tips for today. Now it's time for our third story of the month, Intergenerational Tribal Wars. Charlie George, you are a, a person of many generations. Uh, what's happening in the tribal wars right now? I have existed uh, across many time spans, yes. So intergenerational war has broken out in Nigeria where the Gen Z population uh, is 32% and rising. Uh, they have declared war on geriatric millennials, a group they describe as ancient, decaying and over-the-hill beings in their late 30s to early 40s. Um, <laughs> They've actually placed a nationwide ban on side partings. Um, fines of up to 1,000 naira have been implemented for the shameful hairstyling. Uh, and they're also enforcing on-the-spot restyling uh, with a selfie probation service included. This consists of a regular selfie check-in alarm to ensure you're staying on trend at all times. Now, some Gen Zers have set up what they're calling chuggy support groups for people to talk about <laughs> the trauma of witnessing off-trend and try-hard outfits up close. Now, one Gen Zer who goes by the name of Luna Geo 95 said, 
I saw the life philosophy message on her t-shirt, live, laugh, wear gloves, coming towards me, and I felt so triggered by the toxic positivity and thought of outdated handwear, I punched a nearby <laughs> yam stand. Now... The geriatric millennials have retaliated by starting an underground movement and rebel alliance called the Y2K Dogs. Uh, the Y2K Dogs have taken to the streets with their creaking joints and trademark tassel earrings and the audacity of making phone calls. Now, inter-millennial fighting fractions have risen up with a microgroup preferring the term elder millennial and they're holding anti-geriatric meetings that include ceremonial avocado smashing rituals. Um, <laughs> And then there's also the Xennials. They're another micro group. They're born on the cusp of Gen Z and the millennium. Uh, and uh, they're known for their long hair and clinical depression. Uh, they live in a permanent <laughs> state of burning man and can be found expressing liberal platitudes round a fire. Now, the boomers have also got involved in the war uh, by writing a strongly worded letter of complaint that no one received since the postal service is no longer functioning. Least of all for those who live in shared ghettos on the outskirts of the city. <laughs> But how do we feel about bucket hats? No one really likes a bucket hat, do they? Does anyone wear a bucket hat unironically? Mm, I mean, they are very good for protecting the third eye. Once again, it's very sheltered in a bucket hat. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and the shade, I, I suppose, if you had very old school chuggy ear piercings, I hear that the Gen Zers are very anti-piercings um, at the top of the ears. A, a bucket hat would also hide this too. So it could be used as a form of protection from the elder millennials, uh, the, the bucket hat they've been known to wear. Well, I mean, it was our uh, our fashion apocalypse of the week is definitely a big hat. I don't know if a bucket hat counts as a big hat. I feel the bucket hat is an... Um it's sort of an extravagant showing off of the fact that you look good even though you're wearing a bucket hat rather than <laughs> fashion uh, as flattering the, the form. It is, uh, it's, it's proving a point, rather. If I can look good even in this hideous garb, then I must be really handsome. It's an extreme level of confidence. It's similar to uh, double denim in a heat wave. Yeah, a level of confidence that says I can make sweat patches look good. <laughs> It's a very specific level of confidence. That brings us to the end of our top stories for today. And now it's time for your letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor now. And remember, you can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at the last post at thebuglepodcast.com. This letter comes in from Andrew, who says, Dear Alice and Space Station staff, I refuse to look them in the eye so I won't learn their names. Uh, I am from the other dimension and was used to listening to you every day of the week. Will the last post ever return to such a pace? It became an important part of my day. I would listen to it while I did the dishes, and now my house is very, very, very unclean. Best wishes and good luck to Christopher, Andrew. Uh, thank you for your letter, Andrew. Look, we will come back daily when you pay us enough money <laughs> and figure out how to get it over from the other dimension, because at this point there is no economy uh, down on Earth uh, Charlie George, would anything ever induce you to do a daily satirical news podcast? Mm, I'd have to be held against my will, which is something I haven't done since the great uh, cult experience of 92. So probably not. It's not It's not something that I'd go for um, in these later stages of my life where I kind of tend to prefer creative output once or twice a month maximum. <laughs> well, I've never been held against my will, but I have been held against a wall, but with my will. So that's all right. That's consensual. <laughs> Charlie, George, that brings us to the end of the show. Have you got anything to plug? I have a show that I'm doing on the 5th of June at Vault Festival. Uh, it's called Funny Femmes. It's a triple hander of three funny 
Wild Ladies, uh, and it's at 4.30pm uh, at the Vault Festival on Saturday the 5th of June. That's brilliant. I will be doing some shows at the Bondi Feast Festival. Uh, if you look that up, it'll be Alice Fraser Kronos at the Bondi Feast Festival. That's sometime in early June something. I don't know. It's at some point. And uh, also I'll be doing the Melbourne Podcast Festival on the 31st of July with a live show. Uh, just follow me on Twitter at alliterative, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E, or hook me up on Patreon at patreon.com slash Fraser for all of the latest stuff from me in all of the dimensions. Uh, this has been The Last Post, a Bugle podcast and Alice Fraser production. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His sub-producer, the editor, and the iron fist inside his velvet glove is the inimitable Ped Hunter. As we always say, good luck to you, Christopher. I'll talk to you again next month. The Last Post with Alice Fraser. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions, and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts.